0: Nature News from RSPB Scotland Hello and welcome to our podcast Nature News from RSPB Scotland I'm Stephen McGee. We're going to be bringing you stories about nature From global news to the little things we're noticing every day
1: And I'm Kate Kirkwood. We aim to keep you in touch with nature as the seasons change. We'll also try and give you some ideas about things you can do to help nature.
0: But we're also really keen to hear your nature news. You can contact us on Twitter at rspb scotland, or you can email us at podcast.scotland at rspb.org.uk.
1: And please subscribe and leave a review because it helps other folk find us in the podcast jungle.
0: So the name of the podcast is Nature News, and as ever, we start with our own personal nature news. And um, I like, I don't, I don't mean make anybody feel bad about their 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 city-bound lives. I was very lucky last week. I went to Tyree with work. Oh, Stephen, seriously! Yeah, I, know, I, know, I know, I know. I get to go nice places, but it's it's with work. I was filming, um, and what I, I had one thing happen to me on Tyree, which is something which I have read about and heard about but never have happened to me right um, and it has to do with starlings so for a start Tyree is brilliant for starlings right I, they're absolutely, I did not know this I mean maybe it was just the week I was there but there were loads of starlings they were extremely vocal and I was out for a wee run in the morning and there was a dike that had like loads of starlings along the top of it and one of them was doing an impression of a curlew. And it was a really good impression of a curlew, but it was just the first half of a curlew, which is how I knew it was a starling. (laughs) So it it was obviously practising, so it had done, like, the first half of it. And then, I don't know if it was the same bird or a different bird, started doing a buzzard. And the buzzard was really good. Like, the buzzard was like that, that, you know, that, 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 that. In the books, they always say mewing call, you I think know, it was books. more of like
1: pew, pew. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's,
0: it's, it's, like, it's, a bit, it's a bit electronic. But anyway, so I, so, and anyway, this is a thing that has been described to me mm-hmm. before It's like starlings doing impersonations, normally in town, of things like mm. um, car arms
1: Yeah, car arms and uh, old school, like Nokia yeah, 3310. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like reversing buses and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, but yeah, so, it, like, like, performing starlings. So not only was I on Tyree having a lovely time um, cutting about filming, Uh, seeing giant bees but uh, yeah starlings doing
1: impressions fantastic sounds very cool
0: what about you? sounds
1: very cool Um, to be honest I've just been enjoying the sort of late flush of butterflies that are still sort of dondering around nice Uh, there's lots of uh, small coppers where we are and uh, so just getting kind of (laughs) which
0: is a kind of butterfly not
1: Yes, not small police <laughs> people. Uh, no, small, you can you join the police? Anything? Anyway, yeah, you you? I, th- I don't know about the requirements yeah, there. No, okay, yeah, small but... copper butterflies, uh, and just enjoying like really like rapid darts of, of and flashes of orange, just as I'm kind of bimbling around taking the dog for a walk. So yeah, really enjoying the, the butterflies uh, as they're sort of darting uh, around. Just hang on to that last bit of summer. Oh yeah, bit a bit of warmth, bit of sunshine. The butterflies are out, and yeah, rock on summer.
0: Hello, this is Stephen in an unplanned intervention. Despite the podcast being called Nature News from RSPB Scotland, we forgot to record the news part when we were doing the recording earlier on. Anyway, there were two stories that we were going to bring you, and I will tell you quickly about them now, and then we'll get back to the rest of the podcast. Uh, The first is that the cooperation agreement between the SNP and the Greens uh, was published last week. And as you would expect, a lot of it concerns nature and the climate. Uh, Broadly speaking, the the link organisation that RSPB Scotland is part of that represents environmental organisations uh, in Scotland welcome much of that, uh, much of what was in the document. I will put a link into the description of the show uh, with Scotland's fight for nature, which sets out what uh, we want from government when it comes to tackling the nature and climate emergency as ever, with politics, it is with the caveat that everybody will be waiting to see what is actually delivered. But nevertheless, in terms of you know in- properly enforceable targets uh, about biodiversity, action on the climate, action on public transport, there's certainly a lot in there to be positive about. Now the other story uh, from this last week is less positive. I'm afraid it's another story that involves dead raptors, this time on the Outer Hebrides on both Harris and Lewis. Uh, In total, five dead eagles discovered. We can't say much about that at all because it is still being investigated. Uh, It is obviously um, a very unwelcome uh, discovery in a place where previously there has not been Uh, the kind of raptor persecution that we have seen elsewhere in Scotland. Uh, Nevertheless, obviously, investigations are ongoing about that, and if you stay across the RSPB's news feeds, we will bring you any information that we, or Police Scotland, have uh, when it's available.
1: sitting in uh, our usual spot in the meadow again, me, Stephen, and we have a guest with us today, uh, David Hunt, Senior Conservation Officer, Uh, and we're just going to have a bit of a catch up about what's going on at the moment.
0: Because it is, I mean, it's pretty summery today. I'm
1: sitting in a t-shirt and it's pretty toasty. It
0: is lovely, but in the meadow in which we record, I mean, this sounds ridiculously fortuitous, but there is an orchard and there are loads of apples and david break it to us
2: the scene actually despite it being what you might say red hot yeah is is very (laughs) autumnal it is i can see the ha rolling in from the north sea there are apples on the trees and even though it's warm the grass is still that little bit damp
0: yeah so do we have to just admit to ourselves that summer's turning in autumn. And is that necessarily bad news? I guess it depends from
2: which way you're, you're coming at it. I, did, I was in the garden last night and just kind of pottering around as I like to do during the summer. And part of me was thinking, as I watched the sun going down, oh no, I kind of <laughs> like, what am I gonna do in the evenings? Because it was like half past eight and it was starting to get a little bit dark now. Um, so there is definitely change in the air
1: and for nature I suppose there's lots of different things beginning to happen like where we're sitting just now you can see the berries uh, are absolutely dripping off the trees uh, we mentioned the brambles last week or well, last time we spoke yes the, 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 the it's poppy bram-
0: friendly brambles
1: so what other things should we be looking out for as the seasons begin to change
2: well um, actually this morning I was greeted with a a glimpse of winter in the garden. Now, I know that sounds- We've (laughs) skipped a whole season. I I know that sounds daft, but uh, about a week or so ago, I'd forgotten to put the um, bird feeder, fill up the feeders. And so the birds were like, we're going somewhere else. Um, So I filled them them back. Voting with their wings. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Other food is available. (laughs) Um, Filled them back up and pretty quickly, the house sparrows and the starlings came back. And then this morning I noticed a small brown thing scuttling around around the back and it was a dunnock the return of our dunnock which just disappeared during the breeding season and we last saw the dunnock probably march april time and so I kind of thought oh here we go then the autumn slash winter birds are coming back just that kind of little like I don't know, just a little glimpse again that things are changing, even in the garden.
0: Because this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, actually, because the patch you live in, right? And like right in central Scotland, where there's amazing flyways over you and everything, all kinds of stuff, right? There's kind of, from the bird point of view, just focus on that, there's, there's little migrations and big migrations, <laughs> right? So, so like the dunnock's really interesting because that's, a, that's, I mean, it's not like the dunnock's going to Siberia and come back, I presume. I presume the dunnets just all oh, well, oh, oh, hang on. Well, maybe. Oh. Okay, so yeah, you've, you've, you've hit on something there
2: because in a couple of months, in a month or so, time, we, we start to see the kind of classic migration. Yeah, okay, the swifts and the swallows are heading mm-hmm. south, but give it a month or so with some kind of easterlies whipping across the North Sea, and things like dunnocks and robins and blackbirds come here for their winter holidays. Wow. So you get migration at different levels. My, my Dunnock, from the garden, has probably bred somewhere in Falkirk, or I don't know, could even be hundreds of metres away from the garden, and has now come back to the garden. Go three or four miles down the road, and you've got kind of migration on the kind of epic scale, with a fourth, the fourth the fourth.
0: Um, all your waders and your geese and all that your, kind of your stuff. Your
2: waders, your geese, your sandwich terns at the minute, which are busy feeding their young, ready to head down to Africa. That kind of meeting of, of worlds, really. Some are going to go down to Spain and Portugal. Some are going to go down to West Africa. And some might just kind of, Do you know what? We've got enough what we need here. Like the, some of the curlews will just kind of hang out on the Firth or Fourth. Mm-hmm. So it's that, it's that kind of melting pot time of year where every everything in the bird world is go- they're all going somewhere
0: yeah yeah yeah. because i i as, as previously mentioned um uh on the podcast i i was in tyree last week and um, i was with a grown-up I was, I was with john who's our guy on tyree He knows loads more about all this stuff than me <laughs> and like we saw a weeter and i was like oh look there's a weeter and he's like oh yeah that's one of the greenland ones and I was like, oh, what now? Come on. And it's, it's like, amazing so, like, so, to be able to point to, that to be, out. So, for a start, just in terms of an idea, like you know, apparently it's slightly larger, slightly darker, you know, mm-hmm. but anyway. Um, so, those are birds. So, 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 the birds that have bred on Tyree have already gone. Yep. And these are birds from. Greenland that are here, they, they might hang around on Tyree for a bit, they might just feed up on Tyree and move off somewhere else, so there's all these kind of concentric circles of birds moving around, and it, I think you touched on it there, it's, it's the, the notion of you know, my dunnock, my weecher we all get quite mm-hmm. possessive about <laughs> yeah. it, but actually this is quite a good reminder that none of these things belong to us, they belong to the world, right? Indeed. Oh, absolutely. And
2: you, you couldn't have picked a kind of more a madder example than the weechs here, so all of the wheaties winter in Africa. Some come to Scotland, some go further north into Scandinavia, some go to Greenland and some go to Canada. So even the birds in the, the Canadian sort of Arctic in Greenland still all go down to Africa. And so a bird that is hatched out of an egg in Greenland instinctively heads south
1: D- d- my mind is just slowly being blown um, <laughs> as I'm learning about more and more migratory birds I know about some migratory birds as I've experienced from working on the Forth um, and around that area but they're, they're, they're off wee birds I suppose mm-hmm. that's the, the, does what, it, I, what does I'm thinking it make you feel of... a bit
0: <laughs> pedestrian as a person? You <laughs> know it, not <laughs> you not, know it's not like... sort of
1: tripping off to our, our sort of summer homes down south yeah, or, yeah. or kind of off gallivanting around the world so the other thing i wanted
0: to ask you about was was like to what extent these what you might want to call for want of a better phrase like natural seasons mm-hmm. you know the things that are happening in terms of natural processes to what extent they do or don't sync up with with like human seasons you know what i mean so our seasons are you know quite are calendrical right yeah. you know spring summer but actually you know just from talking to you and other people and things about kind of stuff as before, that there's actually just a constant a churn of activity absolutely. isn't
2: there a- absolutely um we at this time of year just instinctively start talking about autumn like oh it's autumn's coming and what if you look up autumn in the dictionary what will it say probably september october yeah into november um autumn in the birding world i always laugh when you start seeing bird watchers start talking about autumn in the third week of June or second week of June when (laughs) the first like returning, so birds that are coming back from wherever wherever they've bred, coming back. So a good example is something like um, a green sandpiper. They're like the classic early returning birds. So these are birds that have spent the winter in southern UK, Europe, Bob up, to, bob up to Scandinavia to breed in some <laughs> like Scandinavia, in some like yeah. remote forest, and then the females um, lay the eggs, job done, and head off again. So we have this kind of—you think you think about it from that in that context. You've got birds that travel thousands of miles the urge to breed is so strong that they're actually only on the breeding grounds for a matter of weeks. Cuckoo mm-hmm. is a classic as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Cuckoos yeah. that spend the winter in Senegal, Central Africa, come back to the UK, kind Runa of breed. Yeah, with like <laughs> a scar a meadow pipit. And then they're off again. Mm-hmm. And then you make, so you're thinking, well, this is, this is a UK bird, but is it? Because yeah. it's, it's in the UK for a matter of weeks. Yeah, and so we, this, this kind of like notion of the seasons is so interchangeable. And it's all driven by the breeding season and then food. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's the thing I was going to ask about, actually, is that we talk about these kind of iconic UK birds and you're talking about the breeding seasons, but presumably the drive for food is also a really, really big one. So the, the green sandpiper. Green sandpiper, yeah. What you're talking about. Like presumably the female leaves because it's to do with competition and chances of rearing healthy chicks yep. is based upon availability of food so she has Absolutely. to bob off somewhere else to go and get her food
2: speaking about how do we know like how does the ear know to go south how does a bird it's that... King, it's,
1: king, it's quite deep, it's quite <laughs> philosophical. No, so it, it's great.
2: It didn't take long. Uh. <laughs> so how does a bird that's on a wading bird, like a curlew or something on the Firth or Forth, who's waiting to go to Scandinavia, how do they know that the snow has melted enough in the near the Arctic circle to go? They're waiting for those little triggers, those signs. The breeding season is so short there, but it's so intense but it's so productive because there is that massive flush of insects. The sun doesn't set. So they go, they're throwing everything at it. And then at the same time, they're all probably, maybe this is where we, we as humans start trying to get inside a bird's mind. They're thinking about, but I've got to be thinking about the where am I going to spend the winter? Where's yeah. going to be my winter patch? So autumn is that real crossover between, well it's the culmination of that kind of they've gone and now they're coming back and i was in the garden the other night looking at the there's a big mass of swallows and house martins, so we're into that like classic end of summer swallow season and um i kind of coined the phrase myself oh. like the oh. swift the swift void uh
1: <laughs> yeah that gap when there's just yeah. the, the screaming's gone
2: the screaming's gone and the kind of the, the headline act's gone and those that are kind of the support act second on the bill which I think is a bit unfair anyway bit unfair, swallows yeah, but, yeah. and house martins you can hear, you can hear them again mm. and they're really chatty because you've got adults and young on the wing and that kind of sound of swallows and house martins in the evening for me is your classic yeah. early autumn somewhere early sound
0: old. so to tie it up right? am <laughs> we'll spring this on you and I'm going to nick something that might be your answer to the questions, well, just to make it harder for you, David. Um, thing we're most looking forward to about autumn, I am going to start mm-hmm. by saying that it is being somewhere in central Edinburgh, mm-hmm. going about my normal business, and then hearing pink feet geese fly over my head. Mm. Like, ideally, ideally, actually, when it's misty or claggy and you can't even see it, you just hear them. And there's that there's that amazing, like disjunct right between concrete and something that's yeah so, so 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 that's mine what what's what's yours i can't believe we've
2: been chatting for 10 minutes or so and we haven't said the words pink footed geese yeah, <laughs> um because i think in if you are if you live in the east of scotland september october time with kind of wave after wave of of pinkies Mm -hmm. coming up the fourth is just the sound of the autumn and there's a classic example of your your swallows are going your pink feet are arriving back from iceland so yeah i would really echo that i just love in autumn that the the place for me would be is the firth of fourth and just kind of like this i just love the quiet anyway the kind of stillness of being down on the river and the constant and it is constant change in what birds you're seeing Mm -hmm. and there's that moment where you suddenly realize like the summer birds have gone that's it they've gone Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and that and that kind of dawning that here is autumn and with it loads of cool things to see comes is what i look forward to what about you kate
1: i have to admit it's already started to happen um the last couple of days we described uh the hard beginning to roll in around here and actually the the really misty claggy mornings as mm-hmm. you said where everything's just covered in really heavy dew the spider webs spider are webs. Yeah. covered in dew droplets and you can just see thousands and thousands of them and then it burns off into a sunny afternoon or a sunny evening that is like that's the epitome of that season change it's Starting back at school, that kind of, I don't know, if that feeling will probably stay with me forever. Um, but that kind of starting back at school, soup for lunch, that yeah, type of soup, soup, soup for lunch, yeah. and a big <laughs> chunk of bread and a
0: slab of butter. Soup for lunch, pink feet, har, all good stuff. Um, David, thank you very much. It's brilliant. It's been a pleasure. Anyway, that is it for this week. We hope it's been worth a listen.
1: And don't forget, we want to hear what you think. Uh, You can get in touch with us at rspb.scotland on Twitter or email us on the podcast uh, podcast podcast.scotland at rspb.org.uk. And you know what? We got an email. We We did. We had a fantastic email email from Carol. So thank you so much for getting in touch with us. Uh, We really love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, if you've got any nature news that you want to share with us, tell us about what you've been spotting.
0: Yes, be like Carol. Uh, use the email join our loan correspondent and please subscribe and leave us a review as well bye bye